of our lesson is a child is born. It's coming from the book of Isaiah and also from the book of Matthew. A child is born. Let's start our reading. If I could get someone to go ahead and read Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon the kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And if we so I can read the second part, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 through 8. I'll read part of it, then someone else can take over. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 8, if I just want to read that. How much you want read? Uh, you can read all of it, part of it, much as you want to read. Oh, you can read the whole thing. Okay. And the whole thing? The whole thing, okay. Matthew and everything. All right. And there shall come forth a rod out of the sun, out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of fear, and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie with the down with the kid. And the calf with the young lion, and the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. And the cow shall bear, and the cow and bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like, like the ox. And the suckling, and the sucking child shall play on the holes of the ass, and the wean child shall put his hand in the Okay. Then Matthew chapter 1 verses 21 through 23. Matthew chapter 1 verses 21 through 23. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Amen. We have a, a picture here, a beautiful picture painted by Isaiah from the Spirit of God, telling us a little bit about this child to be born. This child is not an ordinary child, but he is the Son of God. And Isaiah paints a beautiful picture preparing Israel for the future and what's to come. And it is a blessing to us today because it's through this child's birth that we have this picture and we have this joy of what is going to become us. We're not there yet. We're partially there, but we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. But we have this picture being painted 
that one day we're going to have complete peace and complete joy. And this day is coming. And so Isaiah Painter's picture. So the aim of the lesson today is to, to encourage us, to encourage us that God is with us. And this is what we need to always remember, that God is with us. Mm-hmm. Not only is he with us, he came because of us. And not only did he come because of us, we live because of him, and he is with us. He's with us. And the, lesson of, and the name of the lesson to encourage us, no matter how dark the days may seem, no matter how weary we may grow, grow, we must stay encouraged that God is with us. Then the key verse is Isaiah 6, 9. And 6, 9 says, And unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given. And, and God has given us the greatest gift that we could ever receive. He gave us his son. And it's given for us. It's almost seems like the whole story is about us, which it is. It's about us. God did all this stuff for us. Then my, my thought is, as I was preparing this lesson is, why do we need a deliverer? Why do we need a savior? Anybody tell me, why do we need a savior? Why do we need anybody to deliver us? We can't do it ourselves. We don't know how. We don't know how. And we can't do it ourselves because if we live in our own strength, all we're going to do is dig a deeper hole. Mm-hmm. Dig, dig a deeper hole. And so we can't do it ourselves. So God had to send a deliverer. And that deliverer came as a, as a baby. That baby came as a servant. But one day he's going to be the ruler of the whole earth. And, excuse me. And this morning I was looking at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 4, as in the day of the, the Midianians. And, and, and uh, after they defeated their conqueror, they had joy and they had peace. And that's the whole key for us today is we're looking for joy and we're looking for peace. And we have an oppressor. And that oppressor that we have is sin. And so therefore, sin is going to be defeated totally. Mm-hmm. And then we should have joy. And then we should have peace. Sister Max. Oh, well, teacher, you know, also, we, we, um, when Isaiah 9, 4. Isaiah 9, 4. Isaiah 9, 4. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 4. It's not in your Sunday school lessons in the book, uh, in your Bible. 
Isaiah chapter 9, verse 4. Uh-huh. And thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulders, the rod of his oppressors, as the day of Midian. Do y'all remember the story in, uh, in Judges about how the Israelites were oppressed and defeated so badly by the Midianites that even when they planted their harvest and crops, the Midianites used to come and raid and they had to run and they had to go hide because they were so defeated they, they felt they were unworthy and, and, and they couldn't overcome the, 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 the enemy that was upon them. And God called a man by the name of Gideon and he told Gideon that he was going to be the one to deliver them. Well, the man in life is just like sin to us today. It's an oppressor. It's holding us down. It, it, it got us running away from God instead of running towards God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it, it, it's keeping us defeated. But when we go back to our story about Gideon, we see Gideon, and God told Gideon he was going to be the one that's going to deliver him. And I like what Gideon said in uh, Judges 6, verses 1 through 6. Gideon said, let me find it real quick. I don't want to just call Gideon. Yeah. Judges 6, 6. Yeah. Judges 6. Just verse 6? Yeah, just verse 6. Judges 6, 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 verse Judges 6, verse 6. Judges they, the, the, the people cried out to the Lord because they were in bondage. Mm-hmm. And they needed a deliverer, somebody to help them. And they cried out to the Lord. And of course, the Lord, one thing about the Lord that I have found out in Scripture, that He always answers our prayer no matter how bad we are. God is always there to help us and to answer our prayer. No matter what we have done, we can always call upon the Lord. And so they called upon the Lord and they asked for help. So he said, I'm going to go ahead and raise up Gideon, and Gideon's going to go ahead and deliver the people. But look what Gideon said in, 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 in verses 14 and 15 of Judges chapter 6. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this, in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto, I'm sorry, Fourteen and fifteen. And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor and in Manasseh, and I am the least of my father's house. God wants us in that same condition. God wants us in that same condition as Gideon was in. God told Gideon to go, and he said, God, I can't go because I am what? I am weak. And God wants us in that same condition. Because when we think that we can go ahead and conquer our sin, then we have no need for God. But God wants us to depend on Him. So therefore, 
he, he wants us to depend on him. So therefore, he wants us to, to, to acknowledge that we can't do anything for ourselves. That's why salvation can't be earned. That's why we can't buy salvation. That's why we can't work for salvation. If we could do those things, then we wouldn't need God. But God said you need a deliverer. In your state of sin, you need to deliver. So I'm going to do something about this. Before the, before the foundation of the, the world was made, God had a plan. And his plan was to send his son. Mm -hmm. To send his son. And then but Isaiah gives us a description of his son. And that's in Isaiah 6 and 7. If I could just want to read verse 6 again. Verse 6. Yeah, 9-6. Isaiah 9-6. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Okay, the thing we we want to find out that, that Isaiah is painting for us is that he shall uh, governor government shall be upon his shoulder. What is this referring to? The government should be upon his shoulder. That he's in charge of everything. He's in charge of everything. What else? Well, if he's in charge of everything, he allows for for things to happen. We don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about it. But what, is there something else I'm looking for that happens? When you get a new president, what, 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 what happened? He becomes... He's carrying all the weight. He's carrying all the weight. He's, he's, he's in a position of leadership. He's in leadership. And his desires is going to be... His desires. Mm -hmm. In other words, the government is going to be on his shoulder. In other words, we're going to have a new ruler. We're going to have a new ruler. We're going to have... A, a, a word for a new, uh, new ruler, and now we're going to have somebody who's going to bring us to the light from the darkness, because that's where we are. Our sin has covered us. We're in darkness, and, and our government today, and back in those days, and even today, has been so corrupt. And God says, "I'm going to the government is going to be on each other. He's going to bear the responsibility for treating us right and bringing us into the light." And he said, the government is going to be on his shoulder. And, and, and then I thought about what Jesus said in John 5, no, in John 8, 12. He says, I am the light of the world. That's what he said. He said, I am the light of the world. And then he said, in John 9, 15, he said, while I'm still in the world, I'm going to be the light of the world. Then when Jesus, then when Jesus what what uh went to heaven, then he gave us a responsibility in, in Matthew five fourteen, the followers of Christ, and he said, Now you are the light of the world. That's right. You are the light of the world. And this is the position that we're supposed to hold and maintain until the day that Christ come back and take us home to be with him. Then when he takes us home and up his new millennium and reign for a thousand years then in Revelation, again, he says that he's going to be the light. And we're not going to have a need for the sun. Because this glory is going to shine. 
In other words, the government is going to be on his responsibility. The governor's like the government is going to bow down to him, and things going to be done right. And then also in Isaiah, he gives us another description. He said he's going to be called what? Wonderful, counselor. Okay, well, now we should be called wonderful. Uh, as we live in this world today, wonderful counselor. This was well, there, there has been point that we had decisions to make. Come on and sit down. Isaiah told us that his name is going to be called Wonderful Counselor. Now, in this world, we have decisions we have to make. Every day we have decisions we have to make. We either make the wrong decisions are the right decisions. But Isaiah is telling us that he is the wonderful counselor. Now, if you want good counseling, where do you go? You go to He's going to be the one. And he's here to help us. He's here to help us. So if he's here to help us and we're seeking counseling, then Jesus is the best counselor to go to. No matter what problem we might have, we must, we must seek to go to him in his word. Because when we go to him in his word, then we get on the right path because he's not going to lead us astray. He's going to lead us to go down to the right path. He's going to go ahead and, and bring darkness into light. And God wants to give us the wisdom. Someone read James chapter 1 verse 5. James, James chapter 1 verse 5. Chapter 1, verse 5. <laughs> if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, that giveth to, to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given to him. If any man lack wisdom, James says you go to your best friend to get wisdom. But he said go where? Where do you go if you want to get wisdom from God? You ask God for it. You ask God for it. He's the counselor. And then James said that he would give you the wisdom that you need. Now how do we ask God for it? Through prayers? How else? Studying his word. Studying God's word. 
You know, we say Bible is the basis of instructions before leaving the earth. We have no other instruction to get true wisdom. Then we have to go ahead, when we get that wisdom from God, then we have to put our trust in God. So I'm going to read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I'm going to get some water while you're doing that. So I'm going to read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. The problem with our wisdom, our own wisdom, and our problems that we have upon the earth is that we lean to our own understanding, and we don't know how to get out of understanding. But once we seek God's wisdom, and seek God to give us his wisdom, then we must lean to God, trust in God, and lean not to our own understanding. And then once we do that, God is going to direct us. Now, he's the one who's given this child to us. And he's given, given this, this child, Jesus Christ, to us for our benefit and help us. So he's not going to give us a child to lead us astray. He's going to lead us to the right way. But a lot of times we, don't, we want to lead on our own understanding. Because it don't make sense to me. It don't make sense for me to trust a God I can't see. Amen. This is Rexine. See, that's the danger. That's why we need a deliverer. Because we don't have that full understanding and we don't have that full trust. That's the truth. And we have to depend on God to do this for us. And God said, I will do it for you. All you need to do is what? Trust in me. First Peter 5, 7 says, what, cast all your cares upon me? Then he go on and tell you why. He said, because I care for you. Well, he doesn't say cast those cares on me that you can't have. Cast those thoughts in your mind that, that, that you can't, that, that you can't understand. But he said cast all of them. Even the ones that you think you know. Even the ones that you think you can have. He said give them to him. Give them to him. Give them to him. And he said once you give it to him, once you give it to him, then he will go ahead and lead us in the right way. He's our counselor. Professor I just want to ask, why is it that we don't 
why is it that we just don't listen or don't choose to do the will of God? Why is it that we know these things? We actually know them, mm -hmm. but we choose not to do them. Mm. Uh, I think it's because of uh, all ye your love faith. Their faith. Oh, you love faith. Hmm. If I can get myself out of it, God, I don't need your help. No, right. If I got it, and then you look at the way you think it should go, that's the way you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 if I look at it and see I can I can make it on my own going this route, I'm going to go that route. That's it. And God said, I'll let you go that route until you come to the end of that road. And then you call upon me, and I will help you. Because we all at one time went down that road, road thought that we were going to make it on our own, and found out that we couldn't make it. And then we came to that point we had to call upon God. That's right. We had to call upon Him. And that's so wonderful about God. That, that, that's one thing I want to so about God is that He doesn't forsake us. He doesn't forsake us. He doesn't just drop us. But He cares for us. Yeah. He cares for us. And He let us make our mistakes. But He's our counselor. And that's where we need to look at Him. Isaiah paints a beautiful picture of a counselor here. He is our counselor. And He wants to be our counselor. Then Isaiah said, He's mighty God. Now, he's not one of many gods, because, you know, the whole world thinks that there's many gods today. But God is not one of many gods. No, he's not. He is the one only God. He's the creator of the heaven and earth. And this title, Mighty God, is the strongest title that we can give him. He is God. There's no one else above him. He is God. He created the heavens. He created the earth. He created everything in there. And he's a mighty God. Someone read uh, Revelation chapter 5, verses 13, verses 11 to 13. And because he's God, he's mighty God, he deserves our praises. Mm. Revelation 5, 11 to 13. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many things around about from the beast and the elbows, and the number of them was ten thousand, times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, and riches and wisdom, and strength and honor. And every creature and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard I say, Blessing and honor and glory and power to be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, unto the Lamb forever and ever. It's amazing how we don't give God his full due. We don't. Some deny him. Some says he's not the only God. Some don't listen to this. Coming to time, 
There's coming a time that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that He is the Almighty God. But you know, we we want to the Lord and thank the Lord that we don't obey what he says do. But yet we want to do our own thing. And then we want him to help us. And we just can't do it. Because God is not a respected person. He doesn't like that. And so we can't accept that, you know, if I go out on Saturday night and I get you up. I can't go, and I and I can't see my way. I can't say, Lord, I, you know, mm-hmm. I got you know, I can't do that mm-hmm. because when you know better, you do better. You know, because we are, you know, we all, you know, we we, we, we learn and we come into, you know, to uh, 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 into the Lord, you know, and what He expects of us. And you know, when we grow, and we're supposed to grow great, but you know, so many times, mm-hmm. so many times when it happens, and you know, in other words, like we brought by His hand. And keep on until finally we say, well, Lord, you know, I'm going to stop bumping my head because I'm going to let you take care of things. And we try to fight this battle, but we cannot fight those battles are not battles. And that's the whole blessing of God. He cares so much for us yes. that he prepared a way for us. Yes. Yes. He doesn't even go on our own. And sometimes we act like we're on our own because we all have different thoughts and different ways, you know. I, I, I thought the other night, and I asked my wife a question. I, I asked my wife, I said, do we argue with God? Yeah, we do. We argue with God. We argue with God. We use one word. But. Good. Oh, okay. I know this is what the Word of God said, but I don't do it my way. That's all I remember with God. That's all I remember with God. But you know, God wants us, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, for us. That's true. And He wants the best for us. But all we have to do is put our trust in Him. Put our trust in Him. You can send him as mighty, the mighty God. I've been building our block this week with faith. And you know, when we do the things that's right by God, He shows us faith. Mm-hmm. He gives it to us. And I, I, I was, uh, to me, may not be significant to anybody, but I, I, I was down to my last time, and I was trying to get everything fit in yesterday on my own money, and it was nothing. And uh, I went to the store, and I had got all this stuff, and then all of a sudden I got to the counter, and I gave the baby every penny I had, and she started counting, and she said, and you got $8 left. I said, Lord, thank you for saying that, because I got $8 left. I thought I was going to have to give her all of that and dig up something else or put something back. But God didn't allow it to be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we never know what God got in store for us when we let it go right. and let God fix it. Mm-hmm. 
How, how do we build our faith up in God? Just build up. He remember what he did for us yesterday. Should encourage us 